Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Back, our weekly podcast reviewing games for the Game Pass Collection. Bring you three new perspectives and skill range. I'm the Master Chief of this episode, Andrew. With me, our special guest, our arbiter, Donnie. Thank you so much, Donnie, for joining us. I'm happy to be your arbiter, Andrew. I um, I wish I had a voice for that, but I don't. <laughs> that would be impressive. Uh, pretty, we're we're also scary. known, and we're known for doing a voice impersonation. So you just disappointed a lot of listeners. But Liz, and then our grunt, Liz. Come on, Liz, do a grunt noise. No thanks. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> oh, I, I, I was trying to grunt. think what they sounded like, and I kind of like don't remember. Like I know they're like they're shrill, but <laughs> they usually just scream and run. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I asked Keith. Hey, do you want to do another Halo? And he goes, Uh, not really. Uh, he's like he said his review is spaceman go shoot so there we go so that's why keith was like i don't care to do another halo so thank you donnie for taking his place but uh thank you yeah (laughs) that's gonna be your final score too (laughs) oh i don't talk about my final uh, score (laughs) but uh thank you so much to our listeners who requested that we keep going with halo so thank you peter until chaos and user ISKSMKDIFJ on Apple Podcasts, who also recommended all three of them, recommended that we keep playing with Halo. So if you guys want, keep wanting this content, I guess write in. If you don't want this content, also write in and tell us to stop. But yes, we played Halo 3, the last Master Chief game from Bungie. Halo 3, of course, continues the fight from Halo 2. If you don't know what the story is, I guess you should just play the other two because. You are going to be very lost if whatever reason you're like, I only want to play Halo 3. Don't do that. Just just play the other ones. But yes, you are continuing and finishing the fight that has been going on in the trilogy. Uh, but yes, Liz, is this a game or pass for you? It's a game. I always enjoy the Halo games. Uh, this one is one of my favorites. I Ooh. think that it's hard for me because like we've spaced these out so much and I have... A mind like a sieve and I can't remember things and so for me it's like I was remembering things as I was playing but this is I mean with Halo I just love it as a multiplayer game I didn't play it alone I just think it's so much more fun and also with like you know there was one level that Andrew was like oh yeah it's like tricky to remember like which way to go and I was like thank you that you're playing with me because I'd be so lost but yeah I really like it um I'm not just for a multiplayer game, but I definitely prefer it as multiplayer. So game. Uh, so my take on it is it's definitely a game. It's not only just a game, but like this is a formative game for me. Like in 2007, dude, I was not the same gamer I am now. Didn't have a lot of what I've got going on now. Don't have to say it's winning, but like, you know, man, I'm doing all right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was a different, it was a different time in 2007 when this game came out. And I have a lot to say about it. 2007. Thank you. I forgot to look up the year. Definitely a game. Definitely. A game. Yeah, Liz asked me. Uh, yeah, for me, this is this is definitely a game as well. Uh, obviously, this Halo Three. I forgot actually quite a bit about it. So did I. Like Halo Three has like a weird spot in my mind. Like I know Halo Two is my favorite, and I just remember with Three, I actually more think about it negatively, and I don't know why. The only thing I can think of is I hate the equipment. That's a new thing they added in only Halo 3. Oh, no, they, well, they kind of changed it a little bit in Reach. 
but yeah, there's these trinkets you pick up, you know, a bubble shield, uh, a deployable cover, a turret, like they're random. They're these little things. They didn't do much with the gameplay, but for whatever reason in my mind, I think so negatively of this game just because of those equipment. Like they weren't annoying in multiplayer. They weren't annoying in single player. Just like, you just don't have to use them, but I don't know. It just, it was a weird thing, but, um, Playing this again, I forgot how many good levels are in Halo Three. Well, there's only, this game, there's only nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I felt I forgot how short this campaign was, but it is so good. The music is just going a lot, and this game, this Halo Three, to me, I think actually will have the best vehicle levels in all the Halos. But I think Halo Three has the worst level in all of the Halo series. The ninth. I don't know if you agree with that. Second last, like last level. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into that in gameplay, but like, yeah, there's some things to be said about that for sure. Yeah. Cortana. Hate that level. It is. It is real bad. I do not like it at all. Uh, But yeah, so this is a definite game. You need to check this out. If you've just dabbled in the Halo series, you got to finish the fight and play Halo 3. And it's totally totally free on Game Pass. Like just just absolutely the whole Master Chief collection is awesome on there. So just grab it. Even if it wasn't, I think the Master Chief Collection like usually is like twenty bucks or something yeah. like that. It, it's it, very cheap. It's a value, yeah. But yeah, also too, Liz mentioned that too. I also this is probably the best co op game. Like I remember back in the day, like you said, two thousand seven when this first came out, it had four player co op, and I remember me and four like three of my friends just playing this, and yeah, great game. But anyway, let's get into the story. Uh, so it's been a while. Since we played Halo 2, Liz, what was the story of Halo 3? Oh, why are you guys going to put me on the spot like that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, with the second one, I know that they, they blew it up. No, blew that was the up? first one, the ring. Yeah, the Halo. The Halo. <laughs> the Halo. That was, that was one, not two. No, that was one. Yeah, because well, so I remember the Arbiter because he was like shamed because, you know, Master Chief did what he needed to do. Yeah. And now this he time. He did what he needed to do. <laughs> they're teaming up. And then I remember, you know, there's Miranda. She's there. And um, <laughs> don't know who she is, but she's so there. So there's a, the, we go to the place where they create the halos and there's like part of one and you're you need to rescue cortana <laughs> and this is this is like, <laughs> this, this is, really is a great tradition you're doing great liz is that it <laughs> that's it they found the halos they, they, and everybody goes home happy yeah they didn't do anything with it they just went no oh, there it, it is <laughs> they blew up the partial one and then at the oh i, I can't give a spoiler uh, I guess. Well, I guess because we of the flood. Well, the flood came. Okay, there you go. And they, but they first like we're we're working with everyone, and then all of a sudden the flood like turned their backs on us after we get our mission accomplished, and then they try to eat us. Um. So you know, that's rude. <laughs> True. So and then we blew it up, and they all died. Yep. Most people find trying to be eaten is rude. Yeah, so well, that, no, because we, we were working as a team. I'm like, oh, I'm trying not to shoot you guys. I mean, that I feel like with the flood, it was way easier not to do friendly fire um, versus like because they don't care as much. Well, that and like also there was times where I was like, I don't know if I'm shooting the right person, and so I would hesitate sometimes. But there were certain times where I'm just like, that's why I always like to be in the front. You know, I can't do friendly fire if I'm shooting at the front of the line. So even with Andrew, I see like I'd hit him and he'd glow. He'd glow. I'd be like, oops, sorry about that. And people would be yelling at me. 
I'm kind of sad you didn't mention uh, Sergeant Johnson at all in your story. I kind of forget him in the other ones. Like, I remember oh. his voice and I remember his character and stuff, but, like, not really in the, the story. Isn't he the heavy smoker? <laughs> Please tell me you're joking, Johnny. You know he is. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Sergeant Johnson? Come on. Is he the smoker? Yeah. He always has a, a cigar. How yeah. can you he be has a, so He has one of the best lines in Halo 2 when he says, oh, I know what the lady's like when he gives you a tank. He's great. He's always such a... He's, yeah. Oh, is this the cigar? But what, I mean, what year does this take place? I think like 25, 52. Yeah. I mean, why are we still Good smoking guess. them? <laughs> I mean, no offense, but it's like, I mean, with resources and stuff, you think that you wouldn't put them towards tobacco fields, you know? People like their vices. Like, people people are still going to drink. There's still going to be people who smoke. I know, but by that age, I mean, maybe they make them so they don't kill you anymore. Maybe. So maybe, maybe yeah. Maybe they have the cure tobacco. for cancer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no offense, like, for on, people Musk. who smoke, I'm just saying, like, you'd think that, you know, by that time. I, I don't know. The, 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 let's ask the hard-hitting questions that, for that, Halo. That was, <laughs> why are people still smoking cigars? Is big tobacco still a thing in 25, 20, 52, or whatever you said? <laughs> Is Marlboro still around? Uh but yeah, so Liz, you got the story overall. Like, yeah, you know, you're Master Chief. You're trying to stop the Prophet Truth, who is trying to, once again, activate the Halos. He lands back on Earth because Earth has this device that brings you straight to, as Liz described, it is a Halo factory that produces more rings. And yeah, you got to blow everything up. Otherwise, because the, the rings start the, no, the Halos start the end of the world. Yep. So, yeah, I remember that part. See, you made it sound, like, really exciting. Like, people should play it. I don't think people are going to play it based on my description. <laughs> no, probably not because of your description. I mean, if you haven't played any of the Halos, like I said, and you're jumping in this, yeah, you're going to be real confused. It's all about Master Chief for me. Like, his voice, his character. Yep. I mean, he's just really cool. In which Bungie learned, because uh, Halo 2, as we covered, uh, you play as the Arbiter every once in a while, and people were not happy about that. People went, we want to play as Master Chief. And the ironic thing is 343 Studios takes over and they're like, we're gonna, they, they tried to get rid of Master Chief. And needless to say, the audience did not like that either. Well, they so, should take his helmet off and make a Netflix sh- series about it or whatever, but you'll, we'll see what happens there. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, my brother's not here. I, and I apologize. I do bring up the Halo TV show a lot, but season two is around the corner. And I kind of want to know your opinion on that, Donnie. We can talk about that later. Yeah, for sure. I got, right. I got opinions. <laughs> but yes, so the overall story, yeah, if this this game, it was kind of unfortunate that the Master Chief Collection doesn't have like a, just a video section where you could just watch all the videos. Because yeah. I was hoping to do that to give a refresher to Liz because, you know, it's been some time since we did Halo 2. And yeah, there's no recap. The game literally starts with Master Chief falling out of the sky. And it's just like, if you don't know what's going on, you're really going to be lost. But yeah, overall, I, I love the story. I thought the the set pieces are really good. I like how you go from Earth and you kind of go into space. You go to this arc. You're back on a reg like an original Halo. I just the locations that everything goes through is so good. Except and, I, there's one point you mentioned like, hey, we're on a beach, and then five seconds later we're, we're in, in the, the snow. snowy mountains. Well, that's how so, Halos are. Yeah, that's yeah because they just have these strange atmospheres. But yeah, the characters too are just are way more kind of fleshed out in this one. 
Because as Liz said, yeah, Miranda Keys is here. And in Halo 2, I feel like she was just kind of a passerby character. And, but Johnson, he's always around. But I don't know. I, I loved the story of Halo 3. I thought also, too, I thought this was a really good wrap-up. Yeah, well, you didn't it. really... You didn't really mention Cortana that much because I felt like this was the game where she had, like, well, not she, he had all those, like, flashing memories where you were, like, slow-mo and stuff. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, this is this is actually another thing why uh, Halo 3, for whatever reason, has a really bad, mem- like, moment in my mind. I hate how, I hate that. So Cortana's gone and you get these weird psychological her chiming in and honestly just speaking complete nonsense. It's unskippable. It slows you down. It is so annoying. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. It's like the Matrix. Like it, in, it, it like it interrupts what you're doing, and like then you're just like yeah. slowly walking for five seconds while this is going on. Like that that was kind of annoying. Like I get that, but it also builds the story aspect that you were talking about. Is like we've got to find Cortana. It? Like we've got to get her. We got to get her back. I don't know what it was. You know, whatever the intent was from the developers, but like that part probably was a little sloppy in terms of development but again 2007 guys like let's let's go back in time here (laughs) i know but i don't think it even builds anything because she a lot of times speaks kind of nonsense like nothing there's no dialogue that she says where i'm just like whoa that was a revelation it's usually like one or two sentences but it feels like two minutes of my time for how long (laughs) it slows you and then, as annoying as that is, as I said, the ninth level, or no, no, yeah, I think it's it's Cortana. They're like, hey, you know that really annoying voice dialogue that slows down the game? Let's add a whole bunch to one level. That'll be great. Oh, I hate that level so much. But yeah, that is just that is my biggest gripe of the story. It's just those moments. Well, but besides just, that, I love the cinematics. Yeah, and and to build on that too, like the the what I remember and what I recently you know rediscovered going through this again, like it was. The story, the story part of the campaign is honestly the weak, like in my opinion, the weakest part of the game. If you like take the game and say like, what are the weakest parts? Like the story, the campaign, honestly, is like not the strongest part. But the amount of hours you could put into multiplayer, or at least I did, over the yeah. years, like insane. If you like talk about like tip of the iceberg, it's like this much campaign, this much like multiplayer, and that's what it was because like this multiplayer was legit. It really yeah. Was. Oh yeah, I loved Halo Three multiplayer. Yeah, Liz did not. I mean, she's played a little bit of the Halo multiplayer in general, but we didn't focus too much on three this time around. But yeah, I loved the multiplayer. I see. I would disagree though. I still think the story is good because I remember. Ah, uh, I remember back then too when this first came out, and there's the moments when you're fighting with the elite, and you know, and the shipmaster comes, and there's cinematics where the humans and the elites are together. It was like. That was awesome. I thought that was the coolest thing. You know, these two arch rivals that have been massacring each other are now best friends. And then, like I said, as Liz mentioned, there's even a point where the flood are fighting with you and you're attacking the, you know, this long bridge and the flood are fighting with you. That is some awesome moments. And then you got that hentai finale. You know, it's great. <laughs> the finale. Oh, oh, of the Cortana water. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to spoil anything. I'm not. I don't. <laughs> But, but yeah, it gets out there a little bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the gameplay, though, as you kind of said, yeah, the multiplayer is fantastic. I think the campaign, as I said, this Halo easily has the best vehicle levels. Yeah, which usually I do not like driving 
at all. Real life, video games, any of it. I just don't like it. I really enjoyed it um, with Halo 3. What you did with the tanks is what you mostly drove. You would not drive a Warthog. You didn't. I did the flying one. Yeah, I did. Oh, you did the Hornets. At some point, yeah, yeah I, did, I did a little bit of everything because... I, I mean, I definitely died a time or two and then had to find a new vehicle. Um, but yeah. I, I got shot by you and died a few times and had to find a new vehicle. Yeah. I offered <laughs> you my vehicle, though, which, you know, I feel like makes up for it a little bit. But yeah, Andrew has this thing where he just doesn't want to get rid of them. So he'll find these like narrow passages and he's just like ramming it in there. Um, <laughs> so I think that's that's always fun to watch. Got some clips of that. I got some funny clips of you playing with me for Halo 3. Yeah, you clipped like five or six different things. I also feel like I, my aim was better. I mean, it's not great. It's not like Andrew level, but I feel like as I've played the Halo games over the years and stuff, like I find I used to find it really intimidating to like be the the gunner on the tank or whatever. And now I feel like it's it's fun. I'm seeing things blow up that I'm shooting. <laughs> seeing things blow up. Uh, but what did you think of like the new vehicles? You know, the the Hornets were the new ones. The the flying crafts. I liked a, all of them. You had a bunch more brutes. There was there was no vehicle you didn't like. No, the one the the flying ones. I because for me, like with this game in general, I feel like the controls are counterintuitive, and so for me, like even with going up and down, the controls they just weren't natural. So for me, like the flying ones are probably my least favorite, just because I just didn't like the controls in this game. Um, which is being nitpicky, but I felt like it's the opposite of what I'm used to. So yeah, that's the only kind of like minor gripe that I have with the vehicles. The vehicle controls though is kind of an interesting thing because if you remember like when when you first like picked that up, like the right stick was the direction, I guess, and then your your throttle was your left stick, right? Which left is stick, an unusual yeah. way to like control a vehicle back then, and still to this day, like because Halo Infinite has the same controls where it's just like tough to like really do that where it didn't feel natural right like you had a gas button typically and then you had the the stick that would drive but like the halo controls were just very different for all vehicles like you had that throttle and you had the pitch and yaw which was on your other stick it was just a very unconventional way to do it but again there's several aspects about halo 3 specifically and the halo franchise in general that just like sets them apart from fps's in general or like any other game that's like this and that's why i gravitated towards it because like this was also the time when like you know we had like first person shooters we had i don't know if it was called duty but there was like other you know shooters like this that, that had vehicles and i just remember this being so unique but yet adaptable to like a low level of skill or like someone that plays fps's like no like just plays them all the time. I just thought this was so adaptable to like, and welcoming to like, I guess new players that weren't, weren't exactly comfortable with that type of yeah shooter. <laughs> and, and that's why I think this is such a fantastic multiplayer game, like co-op game, Yeah, you know, cause Liz obviously isn't a huge first person shooter, but it's just, it's so forgiving. It's yeah. just, it like the, you could just tell the main thing they wanted to aim for was just fun. And that's what they nailed yeah. with. Like, cause the vehicle levels, especially when you're playing co-op are just fun. Like, blasting things. They're throwing way more things at you in this game. You know, you have so many more vehicles. You know, in Halo 2, you fight one Scarab. Well, you see kind of two. But for the most part, you really just fight one. In this one, I forgot, you fight like a dozen. Yeah. Like, it's just like every other level, it's like, here's another Scarab. Here's another Scarab. Here's two Scarabs. Oh, now you're flying in a plane. Here's another Scarab. And it's just, and it's awesome. But, like, they're fun fights. Like, I remember it's one of my top three Halo moments. 
I don't know if I could ever go and actually rank all the Halo moments, but it's like level three or four when you're, you know, you're going through the city and you get to a point where you get a bunch of mongooses and all the NPCs have rocket launchers. So you're driving a mongoose with a rocket launcher guy in the back of your, you know, mongoose and you're fighting a scarab. I remember first time playing that it blew my mind. And even still today, like playing it again, I was like, this is a very fun fight. Like just having all these different mongooses and just blasting rockets everywhere. It's, it's great. Like the AI is so much more improved in this. There's way more AI in this. Like you're almost always fighting with some sort of ally there's only a handful of times you kind of don't, but the fights are just are just a ton, a ton of fun. Well, I also it, think because go oh, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go. I was gonna say the vehicle diversity <laughs> is what I also appreciate with it too, because like there was like you have the ability to do all the Covenant ships and you know whatever they're driving, and then you had the the US, UNSC ships that you could do, which was like you know, they yeah. had their own variants, the mongoose, like an ATV and whatever else. Like it was really, really just a fun way to just like I'm just gonna get out of this thing and hop in that thing and try to tackle yeah. these guys and I'll hop in a brute truck and or whatever that little three-wheeled vehicle is and hit that thing up like the, it, it's uh, just fun the diversity and it was was really cool because you just had that ability before like that was really common to just like hop into anything you wanted to and just take it over and like there was some vehicles that did really well against other things and, and other ones that didn't so like I loved doing that like I, I love just driving whatever they had available there popping out and crashing your ship and then hopping into something else like it was it was just really fun <laughs> i also think that this the gameplay and everything it just felt so refreshing with multiplayer too because we just played overwatch and i mean we played a lot of multiplayer games where like your team is counting on you where but in this game like if i accidentally blow up your your ship or your your car <laughs> it's not a big deal you know you'll respond not a big deal to you and then your also Dude, I will. Yeah. Also, the great thing about um, gaming with Andrew is like, so there. I'm a little choosy with my weapons. I know what I like, and so if I'm starting to get low on bullets, I'm like, oh man, Andrew, let me know if you see a gun. I need to change my gun. I'm almost out of bullets, and he dropped them for me. So romantic. So I would have like the gun that I wanted. <laughs> but I yeah, I, so it's fun that we could do that. I, I wish I had an Andrew with me when I was playing all these multiple matches where I just didn't have anybody <laughs> to hand me another gun or whatever. Yeah, Liz is, Liz is very selective. But this is also the thing that's so good. Like Bungie really did just master with, with Halo 3 here. But uh, the weapons versus diversity is so good in this game because Liz learned, you know, her go-to weapon. Do you remember what it was? Your favorite one? It was, it was the battle rifle. I was like, if you don't oh. say BR, you're wrong. <laughs> so Liz loved the battle rifle. But then, of course, once you're starting to fight the Flood, the battle rifle's awful with them. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a good choice. And so for the longest time, she hated the assault rifle, you know, which actually used to be one of her favorite guns, the older Halo. Like, Halo 1, it was a 60-bullet clip, and Liz loved that. But, yeah, this time around, like, shooting the brutes with the assault rifle is just not that effective. Well, the Katana level, that was the one that Cortana. I really started... Cortana. <laughs> not not <Yeah>. Katana. <laughs> that was the one that I started using the shotgun, right? Yep. And so for me, like, I, I, I would pick up a random gun I hadn't used before, and it was exciting, but I, I usually went back to my tried and true. Yeah. But, yeah, once, like, the weapons, like, they may not be good for that situation, but just about every gun you're getting has some sort of use. You just need to know, like, when and where to use it. Well, I didn't like the aiming on some of them. 
you know, for me, like I, I like like a good sniper rifle, you know, and you get that double zoom and you get real in there. <laughs> but then like there are some areas where it is better to just run in like guns blazing and just like hop around because you the jump in this game is really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, right, right at the beginning, you just kept jumping going boing, boing, <laughs> boing. You just kept jumping. And it really does like save your butt a lot in, in this game. Like it really can. And so for me, it's like, I mean. I just love you added the sound effects. <laughs> But yeah, I didn't like the guns that had like the wide scope thing because it was harder for me to really aim. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, but the the sprint in this game is kind of weak. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was Liz's first question. She's like, "How do I sprint?" I'm like, "You don't." That's not that's not part of Halo. Yeah. I was just gonna Which say, is- Andrew. I thought you said I couldn't. Well, but see, that's part of the beauty of it is like because nowadays, like. Literally every Call of Duty game, every every game, Overwatch, everything, you got to sprint. You can just run around, you can zip, you can slide, you can do all that kind of stuff, and you just couldn't do it back then. And that's kind of like the beauty of the basics of it. It's like it gave you all the things you needed to, but you didn't have to be an expert about like how to bunny hop and then slide and avoid bullets and whatever. You just couldn't do it. So it was just, it was a very welcoming platform, not only for multiplayer, but like for just for the campaign. Like if you're not a, you know, a, a dude or a, a person that that does that is it's good at that kind of stuff like figuring out how to get away from shots and do those kind of crazy like little moves and stuff like you didn't need to because you just if you held it and you had good sights on it and you could shoot you know shoot the bad guys then you were you were good to go and like you didn't need that kind of extra flair which i kind of appreciated because like when i was yeah. first playing this game dude i was never i was not an fps guy at all this is the only way that i got into it and i spent so many hours playing this game of buddies just because we, we, it was so approachable as like a like a non FPS you know expert. <laughs> yeah, and and this is what I think is crazy. Like this was 2007. Like Sprint was already starting to become a thing in games, but Bungie was still like, no, like this is Halo. It's not about sprinting, and it just it really does show how well designed this game is. Yeah. Because as you said, with like multiplayer, like playing Halo One, like the maps really aren't that well designed, and it does feel slow. But like with Halo 3 and the maps that are here, like you do not feel like you're missing action. If you die and you come back, like I've never felt like I needed a sprint. Like I usually knew where people were located. The maps were just so well designed. Like you never were, you know, spawn camped. Like it's not like, oh, I just spawned and instantly someone shoot my face. No, but like you at least could get to the action pretty quick. You had everything you needed to to like survive and and not be like a a first person shooter, like pro at it. Like that's why I like, I'm I'm not like I I wasn't then and I'm not now. Like I, I, Halo is what brought me into like the actual, like first person shooters genre, Halo three specifically, because like I was not good at that multiplayer at all. And, and this made it so much more approachable for me is the only reason like I still play or I'm, I'm at least think I can hang with, the Fortnites <laughs> and the Call of Duties nowadays, because like, if I didn't get into the first-person shooting aspect when I was playing this game, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't yeah. be as so you know so amenable to these these kind of new games like Call of Duty and such. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like it, it's it's so weird to think about. Just like because this, I like you said, I hate nowadays where everything has like slide canceling and bunny hopping and all these weird gimmicky movement things where it's not like it's not real it's kind of like glitchy like oh if you fiddle with your jumping like you can do these weird movements i hate that like halo to me always felt like pure skill like because everyone's kind of the same same playing field you don't need some goofy jump it's just if you can line your shots do headshots like you are good yeah and that's what i loved but yeah man but this this campaign though uh, 
don't know. There's a lot I can talk about. Like, I also, too, uh, I love the end of this game because I, I like to, when we're wrapping up, I was like, Liz, and I was like, this is the last Halo. It's like, what would make a good finale? And your response was, more explosions. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. I remember you asked that, but I didn't remember what my answer was. And sure enough, that's what it was. It's I love how this game ends on just like this epic warthog race, which I have so many fond memories, like playing with my brother with just the first Halo, because it ended with a warthog like chase scene. And then this one, man, I just, I love the finale of this game. That's where I don't like to drive. Like when things are like falling and you can easily like go through the floor. I'm like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just be on, on the gun. I'll just be the gunner. But uh, yeah, I want to talk more a bit of multiplayer with you, Donnie. Yeah, I forgot how like so many good maps they had in this game. Um, yeah, this is, I forgot Halo 3 was the introduction of the pit. The pit is one of the all time best Halo maps. It's still constantly played to all the time today. Uh, but one for me that always had a special place in my heart, because I couldn't remember. I think it's Halo 4. I know there's a campaign level where you're riding elephants and you're escorting them. I think it's Halo 4. Do you remember? I, I do not. I, I know. That I'm, it, I'm it, sure so, we're going to get to it. And again, I played it on Master Chief Collection. So like on, on Xbox yeah, Series S or whatever. So like. I know they, they ported over a couple maps that even some of them are like not fan generated, but they were like legacy maps. They pull, they pulled over. Cause yeah. I think when the first game came out, like it, there was only like 12 maps or something you could play on even on multiplayer, which is not a lot, but it was still like, but they're all enough, great maps. Yeah. They were all great maps. And it was, it was enough diversity where like, he felt like, you know, a, you could, you can get around, you could learn it and you could figure it out and know where the guys were and stuff. But also like it was enough, without the sprint without the slide and stuff like that like there was enough you know cover and it was just they were all handcrafted it felt like like there's none of this procedurally generated crap that like we get now yeah. where, like everything was designed by design like and it was actually like very easy to like oh i get why this box is placed here or whatever like it just made sense in the fight so like yeah i, I just remember enjoying all the maps <laughs> like that in the but I remember one map, like, generally wasn't a lot of people's favorite, uh, Sand Trap. I, but I just remembered, like, when that map came out, it was the first time they introduced a new vehicle that wasn't in the campaign, the Elephant. You know, it's a big old, slow kind of all-terrain vehicle that had shreds on it, but it had turrets on it. And it was essentially like a vehicle transport ground vehicle. And a lot of people didn't like it. It's a very big map, but I loved it because of those vehicles, because, you know, Forge came out. Well, Forge was out in two, if I remember correctly, but there was a game mode I specifically remember downloading and I loved it. It was called Pirate Ships and it was a capture the flag. There was a flag on each of the elephants. If you were not on the elephant, you would drain your shield. So it's supposed to be like the ocean. But if you drove a vehicle, you would have shield. So the whole purpose of it was essentially you wanted to drive these elephants that are meant to be like ships and you got to get close to each other and kind of kill each other and try to grab the flag. But if you're swimming in the water, you have no shield, so you're easy kill. But it was just, it was a really fun game. But I remember playing so many hours of that with my friends back in college. Well, and you said it, you said it so briefly, but like the the maps and the, the accessibility that you had, because remember the internet wasn't exactly what it was now yeah. or what it is now. Like it, when it, when it was, it was friendlier. 2007, <laughs> yeah. Like it was just very different. But like this game, even like to this day, has like the most, again, fan created, community driven, like the population of people that were just making maps, spending more time making maps than they were make, like actually playing the game is like insane. Cause you could do whatever yeah. you wanted to with that forge mode. And I know that they've done it better since and they've added to it, but like that was the first mode that like, or the first game, that, like I remember actually 
playing like the forge mode and some of those maps people made that were either replicas of like halo one maps or halo two maps yeah. or whatever you know like blood gulch and whatever that was uh, i forget the the big one that was like on opposite sides that was like the one Valhalla. that played yeah but like that some of that stuff dude was just incredible and they, they brought it all into this game and it was like they adapted those as like not mods but they were like actual levels that any one of us could just go in and download and like that was so cool to do like just say oh have you guys tried this and there's a tag team mode there's a paintball mode like you can do any of these kind of modes <laughs> yeah. that you wanted to and it just it made it so much more of like an in-depth like game just from the multiplayer aspect that it was just incredible yeah, and playing this too also makes me so sad that, like, couch co-op is kind of gone. Like, that's, it's so, like, it, it's, I wish they would just go back to the days of this, of just couch co-op. Like, Halo was always built on couch co-op. Like, it, it just, even though graphically this game isn't anything stellar, I, I could care less. If this game, if a game is just ugly, like, that's what I wish they did with Halo Infinite. Just make it uglier, just bring back couch co-op. Couch Co-op was, it's just such a fun time. And I remember you could do that too during multiplayer. You could always have guests, which was always exciting when I was playing with my brother and you'd see someone with their gamer tag, then a gamer tag in parentheses one. I was like, oh, they got a buddy on the couch with them. I was like, he's going to be an easy target. We'd always just go for those people with the one by their name because we knew they were just a buddy playing with them on the couch. But, but yeah, even, I, I miss Couch Co-op. Yeah, man, 100%. Like that, that was a cool aspect of it. But like even, even just like you said, the graphic part of it, like, the graphics are pretty good, and, and you have to give the, the campaign credit, too, because then we can get into this, like, in, in the audio settings or whatever that you want, you want to talk about, but, like, those scenarios that you built, again, like, like you were into, they, they were all handcrafted, and that's what you have to give them some absolute credit for, because, like, some of that stuff was just, like, it was beautiful, especially, like, back in the day, like, 2007, man, like, remember that, like, it was not... You didn't have games that had this these beautiful vistas and these you know views and stuff. And yeah, there was like an invisible wall, right? You couldn't walk past it. <laughs> yeah. see it. But when you did, as a character, like walk out there and look at that stuff, like it was a huge vista, and it really put you like immersion level, like in the level. Like you were, I got it. Like I understand, and I can see all this stuff. Like it was. Some of those scenes are just incredible. And there, I was playing like a couple days ago, just just thinking about. It. I'm like, man, this is. It's a beautiful game. Like, it really is for, for the time and for what it was. And now they've remastered it and that kind of stuff. Like, it's it's still holds up. It's just some of it was phenomenal for back in the day. I can't believe this game is pushing 20. Yeah. Do, do you think they'll come up with a remastered version of it? I, I don't. I, I assume they would, right? Like, for the Master Chief Collection, like, they would just keep that updated. I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're going to, but just having the fact that you can go to one base, you know, tile on your Xbox and hit all these, these fun games that, that were so instrumental to like the way that first person shooters are built now is, is still a phenomenal feat. So like, I, I give nothing but credit. <laughs> I gotta say, when it comes to graphics, the thing that just irritated me the most, I, I put it out to Liz. I hated the human faces. The human wow. faces are real weird. Bethesda can't also- get it right in 2023. What do you think we were doing in 2007? <laughs> <laughs> But I also think too, like even with the faces, with the backgrounds, the the weapons, the uh, vehicles, like I feel like I look at something and I know it's Halo, and so for me, like I actually like the graphics, even though they are a bit dated. Uh, I still like I love it because it is it is Halo graphics. I love uh, one of the more emotional scenes. Um, certain characters dying, unless you pointed out something about him. 
You're like, you're like, his nose are closed. He has no nostrils. Oh, yeah. His nostrils are like closed up with skin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I think it's funny. This character's dying. You're like, he has no nostrils. <laughs> it's like, well, he's supposed to yeah. feel something here, Liz. But again, <laughs> technical limitations aside, like you yeah. got to give him credit. Like they went for it. <laughs> full full face animation. Like, yeah, sure. It was a little potato here and there. But like, come on, man. Like you got to. <laughs> You got to give them some credit on like the time and the technology they were dealing with. This is Xbox it 360, is, dude. It is funny though. It definitely you can definitely tell they put way more effort in the art of the like elites because yeah, there's the, the very first scene when the humans are on the shipmaster ship. So it's the elites and the humans on each of on one side. The elites are super cool. Look at their armor, and then yeah, you have the humans with these real potato faces. <laughs> it's just kind of goofy looking. I mean, the Arbiter. Looks amazing, I yeah. feel like. And and obviously, they focus mostly on, you know, the Master Chief. But, I mean, I also, like, when it comes to scenes, it's like I either do get really sad or I, I look at, like, something that's funny, like, that I shouldn't. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, it's like that Bare Naked Lady song, Laugh at a Funeral. Like, I just, like, I I have to find something light, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I, one thing, though, this is an, um, it's not graphic, it's story, but... I thought it was interesting at the end, Ron per- uh, Perlman's character. Lord Hood. Yep, that guy. Um, <laughs> he was talking to the Arbiter and he was like, I can't, f- this is like paraphrase, but something like, I can't forgive you because of what your race did like, you know, centuries ago or whatever, but I can thank you or something along those lines. I just thought it was really weird where it's like, he literally just helped save the world. And he like, he didn't start that war. It just it's weird to think about like how they, it didn't actually like make them friends. No, but he gulled there and finished the fight. That's what he did. Yeah. I mean, his race literally killed like billions of humans. <laughs> they they wiped out like numerous planets. And so that's why he's saying like I can't forgive you for what your people did to mine, but thank you for what you did. But again, like it wasn't him though. He obviously uh, actually was. Thing. He he was a shipmaster. He he was the person in charge of the first Halo. So he killed him alone. Killed thousands of humans. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, but then conversely, how how many how many Covenant did Master Chief kill though? <laughs> in defense, though, <laughs> you know he was always just defending himself. All right, let's not get too pot- political here. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just thinking, he has saying the right like to stand his ground. the arbiter could have turned his back, like the flood did, after things went his way. I mean, he's allowed to go back to his home planet. He's not an outcast anymore. He very well could have been like, "Oh, well, uh, now that I've helped out and you know my life's back together, haha," and like shot them all. <laughs> so for me, it's like I do feel gotcha. like, like morally, you know. <laughs> He's not a terrible guy. Like, Oh, the, out of, as far as all of them, the Arbiter is the one who actually, like, feels for the humans. And actually, like, it wasn't just respect for Master Chief. To me, I always felt like the Arbiter actually more appreciated humans. But you could tell from the other people, like the Shipmaster and the other elites, they were just a, you know, uh, enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. Like they didn't like the humans, but they had the same goal that they wanted to kill, you know, the the prophet. Yeah, I I just thought, what was the line that Master Chief said that you were laughing hysterically at? I didn't laugh hysterically. You're talking about the one where he meets Cortana, and she goes, "Do you have a plan to get out of here?" Is it that line? I don't think so. What did he say? 
I was thinking about shooting my way out of here, mix things up. Oh, I do remember that line. Yeah. Oh no, there was another one, right? Yeah, I think there was. Like, it was I, like a I goofy think it's. Line. Yeah, I liked like the one-liners, and at the end, the arbiter. Oh, I don't. I can't give a spoiler away, but the the arbiter says something that I took as a joke. Um. Just go ahead. It's okay. Oh, okay. When everyone thinks that Master Chief is dead, including Raw Permanent, and he's like, "Yeah, we're not that lucky," or something. And I was just <laughs> if like, it was that easy, or if it was that easy, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, what was the line? I, that, that, that's irritating me. I just love a game where they're not trying too hard to be funny, but every once in a while you just listen to something and you're just like, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. This game, it, it, that's what I always loved about Sergeant Johnson. He was always just the one-liner man. And yeah, Master Chief always had some good one-liners too because Master Chief obviously is not a big talking character, but when he speaks, it's, it's usually just usually pretty good. Which, incredible voice actor. I wish that he did talk all the time. Yeah. Uh, he's like 84 years old in real life. He's he's very old. The Arbiter? Dangs. No. Uh, the oh, guy the Master who, Chief who, guy? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to blank on his name. I mean, the voice acting in general, because like, like I said, you got Ron Perlman and Keith David. I always think it's weird, though, when I hear Ron Perlman's voice in a video game, because he's done quite a few, right? He did that, um, what was that uh, roguelike that we played? Like Western style, something uh, for something West, dead. West of Dead. Yeah, he was in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that game I, wasn't very good, though. <laughs> I always just think, like, I can't picture Ron Perlman playing a video game. And so for me, it just, it's so weird hearing his voice because it's an iconic voice. Like, you hear Ron Perlman, you know that it's him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the voice acting in general in this game is really awesome. Steve Downs. That's the name of the voice actor, Master Chief. It's iconic. It yeah, is, and it's a big flaw for your brother's favorite topic, the uh, Halo TV show. <laughs> uh, you want to talk Halo TV show? I no, can't not it's yet. Out. Let's, let's get through that. the rest of the segments here, and then we'll get, <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, the, the voice acting, like, I don't know. Like, the voice acting, yes, as you said, Liz, it's very good. It's very iconic. I love all the voice actors and actresses do such a fantastic job. Uh, but the music... The yeah. music is so good, dude. And so are we in the? Uh, I'm in the audio section now. Like, oh yeah, because oh, man, yeah. I'm telling you, the first thing, the first thing emotionally that hit me, like not only playing this game recently, but but playing it. I remember playing it before. It, it's a combination. We talk about some of the graphics and the gameplay, but like you have the graphics and the gameplay, and then you have these huge cinematics, and then you have this swell of music that comes, like yes. you know, just kind of going through a corridor and things are like this, and all of a sudden. You hit this area where it opens up, and then all of a sudden the Halo music comes in, and you're like, all right, dude, this is time. It is time yep. to go hard right now. Like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> and, like, when that swells on you, you're just like, oh, buddy, that, that is that is some of the best that's ever happened in video games. Just just period. I 100% agree. Fran- you what? I 100% agree. <laughs> the, the Halo franchise has always been good at that, and it still is good at that to this day. But when you yeah. were sitting on the couch in 2007 and you just you walk into a new area that opens up and you have this scarab coming in and the music swells, you're like, I am effing in it. I am. Yep. We are going to town now, buddy. Time <laughs> to dance. How did you feel this? Because I don't even know if you noticed. I was the one who was always going, oh, here's the music. Here's the music. <laughs> So I don't know if you remember this. I think I've I've said this with other Halos. But the reason why I really appreciate the music, because it reminds me of something that would have been Walker, Texas Ranger. (laughs) The original TV show, not the one that's out now. The one with Chuck Norris. Um, It just reminded me of like 
90s Walker, Texas Ranger. And and that's like, the biggest compliment you can get, by the way. <laughs> Anything compared to Walker, Texas Ranger. But I did I did appreciate it. I did notice it when like you said, like the the game cha- the gameplay changed and, you know, all this stuff is happening and the music kicks in. But that's something that they've done with I don't know of every single Halo, but I know we've mentioned that on the podcast with the with at least some of the other Halo games because this is number five for us. Um, that the music is always perfectly placed. It's always epic. It's always like just ten out of ten. Yeah, it's it's crazy how good it is because it's it, it's it's such a different vibe too. Like as you're saying, Donnie, like it, the way it kicks in, it's usually like orchestral music, oh, as opposed to like if you're playing like Doom soundtrack, yeah. where it's usually just heavy riffs and bass and guitar. This is just like orchestral, but it just fits so well, and it's so good. It, it's a work of art. It really is. Like, it, it, and again, it, it's those tense moments, and then separated by you know a hallway break or whatever it is that you're going through. But like, it it ebbs and it swells and it 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 just comes together in such a way that. If you could spend 10 more minutes in that hallway and have the same kind of tunes going. Then all of a sudden you step past that threshold. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, this is shit's going down, dude. <laughs> Just, yeah. Things are happening around you and you're like, all right, time to kick it into high gear, I guess. Cause, cause we're here now. And honestly, even kind of lack of music. Like I remember the first time yeah. playing this, you're on earth in the flood ship crashes. I remember even back then I was like, oh man, is this the end of earth? Because just a little bit of flood can just wipe out an entire planet. And it's just, it's silent. It's like the aftermath of an epic battle. You're going back and you just hear the flood screech. And then you just start seeing them pour over the walls. It's like just the lack of audio sometimes is so good. But, oh man, that actually reminds me. I forgot how much backtracking there is in Halo. Like, when you actually think about it, there's only, even though there's like only 11 levels you're playing... You could, you could maybe argue that you're actually only playing like five because some of them are just reused. It's just you going backwards. And yeah, it is kind of surprising how much backtracking this is, but I don't ever really remember getting lost except during the Cartana level. That level's awful. But uh, <laughs> but there's not a lot of waypoints or anything like that. But I don't know. It, it's I, I guess it's just good level design where even if you're backtracking, I still was able to navigate. Oh, I think all that and the sound design comes into it too with the level design because like you have to have those hand in hand, right? Or else you you've got yeah. a doom thing where there's just like a constant track that just kind of scrolls through. But like, yeah, even even like the slower parts where you said like some of that silence there, and part of the things that we didn't we didn't tap into in the gameplay discussion was like there are some scary freaking parts of this game. Like again, yeah. take in mind this was you know tw- almost twenty years ago. Like it was there was some scary actual like threatening parts where you're like i'm sitting in a dark room and it's late and i'm like i'm not comfortable i'm a little on edge here like it, it gets your heart going and the music helps and the sound design is perfect and the level design is all like fits into the same thing it's just the, the way the guns sound and the grenades and the ambient music and the creatures and the you know the bad guys are fighting like it all it was all there it's just it's really a testament to like how well this game was put together <laughs> back then yeah I think too with this game in particular there's quite a few characters that die and yeah. that and it's kind of shocking like you you know that except for Master Chief but you know that pretty much anyone is fair game so it's kind of nerve-wracking when certain characters are in situations where you're like I really hope this goes well for them. <laughs> so I think that's really <laughs> gameplay wise I also forgot to ask um you guys a question with 
the grunts this game can you do like the the headshot party oh, yeah. thing yeah oh why didn't we do that oh, i thought you didn't like it no i loved that and oh. then yeah finding finding the skulls which the grunt birthday party yeah i can't i can't believe you remember where like almost all the skulls were uh, i remember like a handful of them yeah yeah so but i forgot to mention that that we that they have them in this game too but yeah oh i was wondering why like you didn't. Really? I was. I thought maybe they didn't do that this game. Oh, I don't know why you didn't mention no, that. You're a the party Master pooper. Chief, the Master Chief Collection, you have them like all available at the start. So like when you boot yeah. that up, like you can you can turn them on all and you can turn them all off. But again, that's like a part. Again, part of the gameplay that we we kind of glossed over is like the, the come back to right, like the um, the returnability of it, or like the actual extended gameplay part where like you could really yeah. play this this campaign, or, or if you just want to play single player, not play multiplayer, you you could have played this campaign campaign. 10, 12, you know, 20 times and had a different experience. Just it, it turned those multipliers on. It really makes the whole the whole thing replayable, which which was, again, in 2007 was, like, great. Because, like, we didn't have NG+. Plus. Like, we didn't have those <laughs> kind of new tactics that they get you to, like, stay on the game for another 30 hours. Like, the skulls and stuff were such a... a, a and I know they had those in Halo 1 and 2 as well, but, like, that added a level to it where, like, you and your buddy, if you wanted to, you can go back through playing co-op and, like, do those levels again and, like, have a totally different experience. Plus, like, the grunts just having little kids saying happy birthday <laughs> or whatever was, like, a fun thing. And, like, that was just a yeah, cool way to Yay! play it. Every time I unlocked that, I'd turn it on immediately, even with Halo Infinite. Yeah. <laughs> that was always my favorite. Yeah, I, I, as Liz said, I forgot about how many Easter eggs are in this game because even as we're playing, I stopped saying it because I felt like it was annoying Liz. But I'm like, there's an Easter egg here. There's an Easter egg here. Oh, if you go on this platform all the way down there, there's this random piano music that starts playing. That's a hidden Easter egg. Oh, if you jump through these Halo rings in a certain order, you know, it unlocks another Easter egg. There's just a lot you can find in this game. And then, so yeah, well this is the game. Yeah, this is the game that had the skulls and it had terminals, which were, you know, these stations that kind of gave you some backstory of the forerunners and what they were going through. And it had a whole nother section of, of lore that you could discover. Yeah, there was, there was like you said, there's a, there was a lot to dig in with the campaign and kind of find. I mean, the visuals we covered, the, the audio we covered. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it really was like, and again, for me, let's talk, let's talk if, if you don't mind, I'll talk a little bit more multiplayer just because like, yeah. That was that's the formative part for me that that again I can't I can't harp on enough. Like I was not a, a first person shooter guy before this game. My buddies had played Battlefield and other stuff that came out before that. Um, but it it just wasn't it just I was never the guy that'd be like yeah let's hop on and play. I'm like every time I walked out like you said Andrew like walk out get headshotted I'm down okay walk out get headshotted I'm down again. Like Halo was the only game that I felt like. It was um, it's more like tools than like rules, I guess, where you could yeah. just kind of like you could play however you wanted to, and like if, as long as you could get away from the guy and get a vantage point, then you could have an equal playing field. And I thought that was just like a, a cool way to to do it to bring people into that game because I never played any like multiplayer first first person shooters before Halo Three, and I just I remember getting into it then, and I I still do that today. And it's just without that game, I probably wouldn't have been so you know immutable too playing first person shooters is that simple because i just wasn't that good at it and i'm still not good at it but halo was like always <laughs> the one that i can go to if i wanted to to get that that so scratch is halo 3 your favorite multiplayer i mean nowadays probably not i mean modern warfare zombies is actually <laughs> probably the one that we i would go to now if we were going to play something but halo 3 i just have fond memories of hours and hours and dozens of hours just playing because it was so yeah. much fun and like it was easy to pick up i didn't feel like i was getting whooped on like at any one time i could hang with a couple of buddies and and be all right with it. it it's weird i've 
I'm like the same as you. Look, you know, I, I enjoy multiplayer, but you know, usually I'm very selective with my multiplayer games. But I remember with Halo, it was the only multiplayer game I was legitimately so excited to go home and download the map pack. When I saw that they were coming out with a new multiplayer map pack, I could not wait to get home from school and just download and play. And it's the only multiplayer game I've ever done that with. It, it was just easy to walk into. You didn't have to be yeah. a sweaty, hardcore gamer to play it, to pick up and just play it. It was just, it was one of the most fun multiplayer shooter games that I, I can just remember in my brain. And I, I played a lot of Overwatch. I played Fortnite and all that kind of crap. I still play Fortnite to this day and Overwatch as well. It's just, it's just hard. It's hard to equate that because like the Halo ones, again, like you can go into a, a group of, you know, guys that were obviously way outmatched and you could still hang. Like it was just, it was just yeah. one of those things where like you just get a lucky shot here or there and you were able to still, you know, not feel like you just got whooped on for the last 30 <laughs> minutes. So it was just, that was the, that was what kept me going at least when I was in my early gaming days and that, that, that decade of, of video games. All right. But, uh, achievements. So listen, write down our scores, but you know, Halo 3 achievements are still absolutely fantastic. You know, you obviously, if you're playing the Master Chief Collection, you're going to be getting a lot from just playing the games, you know, killing X amount of brutes, elites, you know, grunts, whatever. There's there's just a ton of different achievements. I love, too, that this one, you know, with Master Chief Collection, every level has a score par and a time par. So that's also just a fun addition to the scheme of can you beat the time? Can you beat the par time? Because I've been replaying some of them, and I'm just like, oh, I want to see if I can do this. Because I know I, I've gotten a handful of some of them, but you know, doing this again, it's just like it's always a fun hook. And I, I don't remember if that was originally in the game, if those those pars and stuff were. But like to your I'm point, ninety percent sure they weren't. Yeah, they were. well, ninety percent. Oh well, to, to your point, but the Master Chief Collection like has them now, and so it's just a, it's a fun challenge again if you're just like trying to go through the franchise to like just play them all. It, it is. It does add again that that layer of replayability, which games at that time just didn't do and that's okay it just they didn't do it so so it wasn't it wasn't a thing that we can go back to like you bought a game you played it you were done with it and then you set it yeah. down like that gave it just that next level of like just keep keep coming back and like you you can do better you can do better and it gave you like a reason to do it so i don't know that i loved it this is also halo was also the very first game too i genuinely wanted to go back and beat it on the hardest hardest difficulty Legendary, like never yeah. Yeah, never have I ever like really played a game where I was just like, oh, I just want to beat the hardest difficulty because it's fun. Because Legendary is not fun. I like playing this with Liz, going to like the Cortana level. I remember being like, this level was a nightmare on Legendary. Like it's another reason why I hated that level. But yeah, ever there was a couple moments playing with her, and I'm just like, man, I remember this part was it's just the worst on Legendary. Yeah, but, I yeah. remember always. I remember telling telling buddies like, oh yeah, you can beat it in four or five hours unless you're doing it on Legendary. Then you'll beat it with a broken controller. I'm like, that's just how it works. <laughs> <laughs> like you'll just, that's that's what's gonna happen. Oh my gosh, yeah, this this game really. Really could. It was the, it was so the peak angry. of rage quitting, dude. Like it was the best. Was. Like you would just get so mad. Like I just don't understand. And that that's not even talking about multiplayer. Like you up the difficulty on that. It's like, but they have bubble shields now. I don't understand. Attack <laughs> these guys. Uh, but yeah. So uh, let's get our final thoughts. Uh, let's uh, talk a little Halo TV show, Donnie. All right, and you could join too, but. I haven't seen it. It's, I know. I love listening to you guys talk about Halo, though, because you guys get so jazzed and excited. So <laughs> it, I'll just be you, sitting here listening. It's just that point. It's that point in, like, I guess, our age group or whatever, where it's like, 
that was the game. Like that was Halo was. was the game. Halo one, Halo two, Halo three, Halo four starts to slip off after that. But like it, it just <laughs> it just was the it was the thing when you were in high school. Yep. At, at least from <laughs> from my age bracket, like it just what it it's what it was. Like you just played it and and it was it, everybody's talking about it and everybody had it and it was all your friends were on it and we could all tell stories about it. So it was just such a it was such a really influential game to like my gaming background yeah. but and it, it's so weird to think about like that doesn't really exist much anymore because now there's just so much like fortnite's always around you know, people are playing that people are playing rocket league people are playing overwatch people are playing call of duty so like when you're hanging with friends like people have select games but like yeah as you said when it came to this time you know whether you're in high school or college just everyone played halo that was the game there wasn't really much other competition and so it was usually just let's all get together and play, and it was just it's it's crazy because it's just not that case anymore. It's and I now wonder preferences. And I wonder if that is a legitimate like testament to the to the design and to the, the thought process and to the game they were trying to produce, or was it a design of like there was nothing else to play? I mean, I don't necessarily think it's the latter. I think it really was the fact that Bungie at that time had like a vision for this game and the franchise and where it was going to go and how it was going to be different than those other FPSs. And I think there's a lot of validity and credit that's owed to them for doing that. Have yeah. things slipped since then? Sure. But you know, again, it's almost been 20 years. Like you can't stay on top of the mountain forever, <laughs> <laughs> but man, was it, was it influential? And I'm sure people could say the same thing about, you know, the, the Gen Zers or whatever. It's talking about Fortnite nowadays. Like I'm sure it's, it's a very similar conversation, but some of that stuff was just so impactful to, you know, modern gaming, at least in my life, that it's, it's hard to overlook. And yeah, it was like, we get, ja I get jazzed about it just cause like, that's what it was. My brother was bigger into it than I did. He had the, the case that had the freaking helmet on the stand, yep. you know, the, the, whatever that was edition. That, that like, awesome collector's that edition. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I still have that in a closet somewhere. Like I should have brought it out for this, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it was a, it was a really influential time, and it was a super influential game. So it was, it was, it was good stuff. Hard to overlook. I, I, I remember that collector's edition because it was like slight controversy. Yeah, it was like you get a Master Chief helmet, and people were excited because they thought it was one you could wear. <laughs> but it's actually, small. yeah, really small. People were like, "Yeah, hey, it's about the size you could maybe put on your cat." But honestly, <laughs> people didn't care. Like people, like people were a little upset. Where it's just like, "Yeah, it's not something you're to wear." But people were still like, "This is awesome. It's still a Master Chief helmet." Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you can see the Star Wars stuff around the the office here, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I can't wear half these things, but like, it's just great to have them, and you wanted them yeah. as a like as a fan and as a whatever, and that's what that's what it was. It was just, um, yeah, it was, it was cool stuff like that. It was, I think it's when they first started doing that stuff too, where they're like, you bought yeah. the super expensive one, it was a hundred dollars compared to the fifty dollars, because that's how much games cost back then. But like, man, you got this sweet helmet, and it looked just cool on your book stand or your nightstand or whatever yeah. you wanted to keep it, you nerd. So yeah, I, I loved it. <laughs> I, I regret that I never bought any of those because even to Halo Reaches was probably the best because you had a dia diorama of all the all the four members of the squad, and I remember that was a really really cool statue. Well, it wasn't my friend a fully, bought it, but I never a got fully it. functional, non-functional smartwatch that Starfield gave out to everybody, which only worked fifty percent of the time. So you know, <laughs> really, was it that faulty? It's bad. I, oh. <laughs> that's a different podcast, but yeah, I've heard it's bad. <laughs> for, not for the most part, but I, I've just heard some horror stories, I'm sure. I, at the worst collector's edition horror story, sorry to go off topic, but I remember was uh, Fallout 76, I think. Because <laughs> like, you were supposed to get like a canvas duffel bag, 
like a whole slew of things. And what people got was like a cheapo 50 cent like plastic bag. And like the stickers were really poor quality and people were so mad. I, oh man, I remember that one. That was like the worst collector's edition. People love their stickers, man. You can't mess that up. I know. Uh, but anyway, uh, so final thoughts. <laughs> Halo 3 for me, it's 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 really good. It To me, it's very few trilogies kind of nail the landing. And I honestly, there's not much I can complain about when it comes to the story and how this game ended. It, you know, it did things just really nicely. It was just, it's a very fun, fun, fun game. You know, Halo, like when you play Halo 1 and 2, there's always some levels where you're like, ah, oh, this kind of stinks. But when it comes to Halo 3, there's every level except for the one, Cortana is very, very bad. Like it's, like I said, it's probably the worst campaign level in all the Halo series. But besides that one blotch, the rest of the levels are just so fun. It has this game. I forgot how many epic Halo moments it has. You know, uh, these great vehicle fights, you fighting with allies, you know, you're fighting alongside the elites, you know, these enemies that have always been your enemies in the previous games. Even at one level, the flood is fighting with you. It is just really cool. The story just goes so well, you know, and also too, like this game has a lot of returning characters, but it's not really like pandering. Like 343 Guilty Spark appears like, it, it was a character, it made sense in the context of the game and it just, but it fits so well and it just, how everything played out in this game. It's, it's so, so good. Um, I mean, it, it, it is, but, and it, it still is this day, like a universe that loves not itself, but like a universe that embraces that part of it. Cause they know that they've got a fan base that like has followed them from, you know, Halo one or whatever, but like keep on two, dude, like mass effect one came out same year. 2007 mass effect one one of like again one of the most influential and just crazy franchises but like that launch when this is at game number three in the trilogy right uh uh, in 2007 like that's insane just to think of like how much those franchises have both grown fan base wise and just eclectic appreciation of both of them like they're they're some of the best games that came out some some of the i would say in the last 20 years some of the best games came out that year or you know in between there and and say 2015 or whatever like when when witcher 3 and that kind of stuff came out but like all very different games but they just had such like this had such diversity and such like pushing the genre forward that i just feel like it's hard to to think of a different game that like captured that like took took the i know and that's like this. This was kind of makes me sad about playing this game. It's like, man, I like. Is this ever going to be captured again? But yeah, for me, I for score, I think I'm gonna give this 93. I, I wish the campaign was a little bit longer, but for what the levels are here, they're just it's a fun game. The multiplayer, oh, it's like it's, it's we've been saying. It, you got to check it out. It's great. Uh, I think your 93 is like right on point. Like if you're talking about a, a 2024 review of Halo 3, I mean that's. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of credits for it, right? Like ninety three yeah. is, is a good a good score. I think you have to have some appreciation for the franchise and at least have like some influence on it. Like back then, from my personal standpoint, like in terms of score, I'm definitely in like I'll just I'll give it a 92, 90, 92. Let's say ninety two. Like I'm right with you. Like it's very good. It's very good. Have I recommended to play it with any of my buddies in the last five years? No. I mean, maybe, yeah, last five years, Master Chief Collection came out in 2019. So, like, we did we did dip into Halo 3, Halo 4, some of that stuff back in the, you know, when that launched. But, um, yeah, today, 92 is a solid score for me. And even to this day, if you're if you're never played a Halo game, 
like Andrew said at the beginning, you probably should play the, the at least the the other ones or a couple levels there, but um, it still holds up, man. It's just a good it's a good game. It's a good it's everything you can expect for a game. So like, regardless of the timeline, you, you can't fault the game for being old or being the third iteration of the franchise. Like it did everything it's supposed to. So like a solid nineties somewhere is, is a really accurate score in my opinion for it. I'm going to give it a 91. I gave Halo 2 a 90 and I think I might've enjoyed this one more because I, I strictly played multiplayer this time with you and maybe that's why I enjoyed it a little bit more, (laughs) but I was, I, I do think that this game, um, held my attention better. Uh, I don't know why, but I, yeah, I think it was, it was a great game, and I love the Halo series. I always want to play it. Um, and looking at Metacritic, for Xbox 360, 94 and 8.8, 8. and our 4th um, and 7th co-host did review this game. I forgot to look at what year it was. Um, did you give it a zero? No. Whoa. Yeah, you, you guys want to guess? Then a four. No, he gave it a three for Halo 3. He did? <laughs> well, no, I, that wasn't his reasoning, but uh, yeah, maybe. But just, I thought it was interesting. There's two little lines from um, his review that I want to say. He's the, One of the first things he said is, I finished it on easy when it came out, and I found a lot of passages difficult. On so, easy? Yeah, but he, he really actually sucks finished <laughs> the game. A lot of times he barely plays any of it, yeah. and he admits it. But one thing that I thought was interesting, the limitation of two weapons is also super annoying. That actually never bothered me because <laughs> you're you're finding so many different weapons, and it's actually nice for me to like switch them out. And like when you do get the weapon that you love, it's exciting. But I feel like it would be too not easy. But like I mean, imagine if you had like four four yeah. weapons. And you're just like, oh, switch to the shotgun, switch to this, and then you're just collecting bullets. I feel like it would feel so much different. Oh yeah. Maybe he's but referring yeah. to like the dual wielding. Because if I remember correctly, like you could only dual wield a couple different guns out of that. Like the dual wielding oh. was like a cool feature that they did introduce. And I think did they have that in Halo Two? Dual wielding? They did. Halo yeah, Two is so, when it first started, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like like you said, Andrew, like they had more more guns in this game, so that was cool, but there were still only certain combinations like the needler and the handgun or the needler and this or the dual um smgs i guess they were like there yeah. was only a couple of mauler and the brute spiker yeah yeah could you mix and match though in the second yeah, one you could. Oh, yeah. okay because yeah in this one i know you can but man so he actually beat the game that's impressive he gave it a three <laughs> i'm assuming he played the first two as well it's so weird i can't believe this like that's the thing i always tell people don't play this game on easy because it's way too easy yeah the guy had a hard time beating this game on easy. It's kind of wild. But it was Maybe cool that again it? that they had all those different difficulties, and then you add the skulls on top, which you could modify your difficulties. So you could do a normal yeah. with blindness, or you could do a normal with you know these other modifiers on there that just made it a little bit different. So if you weren't like a hardcore gamer that like was going to go out there and just run and gun and like got it all mastered and could do it with no shield or whatever, like you could add these modifiers. They just made the game again replayable on a level that i think was very unusual for the time and still is almost not unachievable but it's like hard to capture that with modern games to like to have the ng plus kind of experience without you know without doing a full new guy and whatever else for for those those level modes i, I just think it's it's pretty neat thing they did and they they did a good job of it in halo 3 
Yeah. I just looked it up. He played the game in 2017. Or he did the review in 2017. Which... Yeah, Master Chief Collection was at that time, wasn't it? 2019, I think, is when Master Chief Collection came out. I'm not sure on that, but I just I remember in my head for some reason. You might be right. Wait. No, I think Master Chief Collection came out in uh, 2015. Yeah, actually 14. Yeah, November 11th. Yeah. So, yeah, he probably did Master Chief Collection. Um, but anyway... If you don't want to hear it, we're going to talk a little about Halo TV show. So if you're sick of us talking about it, you can leave. But uh, so Liz, you said you love the Halo series. Did, did I ever talk to the TV show about you with you? You didn't say anything positive and <laughs> I didn't want it to ruin it. So I would it ruin it for me. A- after playing this game, would you be interested in a Halo TV show? Yes, but I wouldn't want a different voice actor for Master Chief. Well, like I said, the, the main voice actor is like 84 years old. Yeah, but <laughs> if he keeps his face covered, it doesn't matter. Like he is Master Chief. So, so that's the first thing you would want his face covered. Yes. Would they do anything about his voice? Hello, we're here to just get across the line and finish the fight. <laughs> still have to See, have. I, like that. I agree with you. Like they could have easily got a young actor, kept his helmet on, and done the voice actor, the the older guy. That would have been great. But people but no, don't respond right to the to the faceless uh, protagonist, man. You just got you got to have a face on them. Apparently, is what people want. At least Paramount Plus thinks so. <laughs> what about the Mandalorian? That's a perfect exactly. example. Why do you think like, they took his helmet off? They took his helmet off second season, and he hasn't put it back on since. Oh, see, I stopped watching it uh, after the first season. I think it's a big flaw because people can't relate to it. I have a psychology degree, like. That's that's what people have to relate to, like, see a person to get into it if you're not just, like, a nerd or, like, people that us that just love the lore. Like, you have to have a face, and that's what ruins characters like Master Chief because that voice Wait. was so iconic and the, this, the tone and the dry sarcasm and that kind of stuff was, like, so on point with it that the TV show just didn't land. And the first, like, three episodes of the first season, it was all gravy, baby, but, like, yeah. as soon as he took his helmet off, you're like, wait a second. Well, it took it off the first episode. Yeah. Well, then you get to see his butt, oh, too. About- or is that the second episode? Oh, yeah. oh, no, no. You see his butt, I think, uh, in the seventh episode. Oh, no, no, no. I think that is the second episode. It's something like that. You see, but anyways, well, you see his butt a couple times. You see a whole lot more Master Chief than we ever have since 2007. I'll just tell you that. Everyone calls him Master Cheeks now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, uh, well, the Mandalorian, he only takes it off once, and he never takes it off again. I think... Like and I I I love those and I need to go back and watch them. But I just remember like when that happened too. It was like, well, you weren't supposed to do that, and then it just changed. Like you're right. After the first season, he took it off, and then I think they he put it back on, and then he keeps it there because now Pedro Pascal is like barely in the show. It's just like a voice, yeah. his voice that's in it. It's so be it whatever it may be. But like again, going back to to Master Chief and in the Halo like legacy, like that was. That was a thing they just didn't do. And that came out, what, two years ago, three years ago, maybe? 2020? Was it during the pandemic? I don't remember. I don't remember either. But but it's, either it way, like it was like, okay, well, you should have left it on for a little longer. Because like, people, it just turned people off immediately. And that guy doesn't sound anything like Master Chief. But Which, And the plot of the show, too, is very different from like the whole plot of the, of the series. So I think it's so weird that you said, too, like... Or like a lot of execs are saying this, and I know you're just kind of saying what they're saying. I don't know if you're agreeing with them, but people don't 
relate to a faceless protagonist. That's not true. Like everyone related to Master Chief in this game and he never takes his helmet off. People related to so many video game characters that don't take their helmets off. And it, like, that's what I don't get how execs are like, oh. It's a different medium. Cause like, again, and I only understand this just from, like you said, like listening to the, the fanfare that's online, but like you have to, you have to be able to relate to the person. And if you don't, if he's this seven foot tall, 300 pound monster that just destroys her. Like you just can't, you can't get the grandmas and the kids and the, you know, whatever to, to buy into this thing without knowing, is that an alien? Is it a robot? I mean, these are questions that I'm sure somebody's asking, sitting on their couch, watching this being like, what is this guy? I don't understand. He takes his helmet off, becomes human. All of a sudden the audience should relate to him, except for the audience that totally relates to him for the last two decades without having his helmet off. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, did you watch all of Halo season one? I did. Yeah, I did. I made it through what? There's like eight episodes. I think I made it through like six. And I was like, I'm sick of this. No, like uh, I, I, I'm, I know I'm the episode before when Master Chief has sex with the, with the, with the lady, which isn't even the like, last episode. I don't think, like, no, it's, it's not. But, but when I saw that, I was just like, I'm done. I was like, this is stupid. But I, I got to admit, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but I'm actually kind of interested in season two, and I'm like, and it makes me sad because I don't care to watch season one, but I'm just like, uh, that actually looks, it looks like it's better. Well, the season two but, one, yeah, the only season two things, I don't even think I've seen the whole trailer. I think I saw a teaser or something a couple weeks ago or months ago, maybe. Maybe it was a couple weeks ago. I think it was it was relatively recent, but um, there, there's a scene where they're like surrounded by, you know, the, the not Arbiters, whatever that, you know, the Covenant and that, like those big dudes that, that yeah. are coming at him and like, it just looks insane. You see more laser swords, you see more like just, you're like, these guys are going to get messed up one way or the other, but like. The way they ended that first season, I don't want to ruin it for you now, but like you have to go back and watch that. Oh no, I've I've seen so many YouTube videos of like <sighs> people tearing the show apart it's and rough. like going over it. So no, I, I know how it kind of goes, and I was just like, and that's why too, I was like, I'm kind of glad I didn't waste my time. But yeah, if it's... you didn't play the games, do you think it would be a good space show? No. Oh, okay. It's not, there are a yeah, lot it's... of good space shows. It's not even like it's a good, yeah. just a good because my my wife doesn't she doesn't play video games, she doesn't like Halo or any of this kind of stuff, but. I forced her to watch that. And she was like, yeah, at the end of the day, like, and we love like the sci-fi channel, like really shitty, low budget sci-fi movies. And we Which, think yeah, that's Liz. She yeah. loves those. <laughs> we think those are great. And like, oh yeah, this guy's got an alien in his belly or whatever. We'll see what happens. Like that's all fun and good and all. <laughs> but like the, the halo thing, there's, there's there, you know, they're, they're trying to walk. You could tell with the first season, they were trying to walk this line of like lore and fan reaction and like what people are going to be responding to. And obviously they listen to it because they're going to make a second season and it's probably got more action to it. It's got more one-on-one. It's a new showrunner. Yeah. The, the t- show, yeah. The TV show stuff, is, it, it's going to be different for sure. But like it, it just, it, it's hard for a non, it, it's a hard lore to understand. Like we all know these halos are coming, but we didn't even really see a halo or anything. The whole thing's called halo. Like where's the halos? I don't understand. And like, it's a lot to like make the jump to be like a non fan that watched the TV show, had no idea about the game series or someone that's dedicated to the game series. And then watch that show and say, this is nothing like the game I've, I've fell in love with 15 years ago. So I don't, I, I don't think they hit it the first round, but you know, hopefully they'll take some feedback and make this second season a lot better. I feel like we might need to do an episode 
of our reactions. I'm sure your brother's got very strong opinions. <laughs> He's just sick of me talking about it, but it's just, it cuts me deep. I love Master Chief so much. And it's but, just like, come on, give us that's something again good. Why, that's again why these games, you know, the first one, second one, third one were so, and I say formative, I think it's the best word to say it. Like it really influenced me as a gamer because I was not a gamer at all. I didn't have a system. I didn't have anything. My, my brother had a, and he's two years younger than I am, had a 360. And he's the one that had the Master Chief little helmet collection and whatever. And it was just, it was, I remember just only playing that game, hopping on to play with him. And ever since then, when I think about these types of games, I'm like, oh yeah, like I, I was a pretty good, I was okay at that Halo thing. I can, I can do this. So I'll hop on here. And then Fortnite, you know, just came and wrecked my entire <laughs> experience with that kind of stuff. All right. But uh, well, I think we should wrap it up here. I'm at really appreciative that we you guys started this early because I, I was extra sleepy tonight. I was like, oh, thank goodness we're recording early. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But uh, anyway, if you have any game suggestions, please go to GamePassGrabOut.com. Uh, find all our links, email, emails, emails, discords, what what have you. Uh, we also have our Patreon page. Uh, thank you so much to our Patreons, Javier and Kelly. You know, thank you guys for all that you do. You know, we got our first episode on there for Overwatch 2. We plan on coming up with some more soon. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, we'll have the live video recordings on there as well. So if you want to see us do these live, go on over. Uh, but, yes, I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952. Donnie, where can people find you? Well, first off, again, guys, it's always been a pleasure to be on the show. And uh, it's been a real pleasure just to get to see uh, Liz and the facetime here the the discord channel so i appreciate appreciate you being on liz not that keith is is not great to look at but you know something <laughs> said about liz different than you keith, don't have to so. lie <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm donnie you can find me on uh, tarkin trash on uh, xbox live and um yeah playstation as well if anybody's on there give me a shout i'm in the discord channel try to be active as i can for the uh game pass grab bag group here but appreciate you guys having me on and, and again thanks thanks for having me love talking to you guys so it's just been a pleasure and i'm liz noob gamer tag coming on dean and i'm on twitter and instagram at liz noob noob is ew all right everyone we love you all we'll see you again next week bye guys